0: Hello everybody and welcome to No Time to Grind, it's a podcast for the busy gamer. Joining me, as always, well I'm XCOM tactical force leader Michael, I'm joined by little green, little grey alien, Matt, and Crying Commander Adrian.
1: Oh god, they're all dead!
0: (laughs) Yes, because it is XCOM enemy Unknown. 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 That is the game of the Fortnite. We hope you've been playing along. Or maybe you've played it before. It's been out for about six years now. It's one of my favorite games.
2: What? But before we jump into it... (laughs) You masochistic bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Before
0: we jump into it, we have a piece of
2: news. Well, it's not global news. It's it's a struggle of mine. Let me tell you all about a debacle. I kind of hinted that I was going to do this and... I kind of let it slip, and Adrian knows. But so on Monday night, I bought an Xbox.
1: Ooh, and uh, fancy it, yeah, yeah. It,
2: it was a pre-owned Xbox, a big boy with a big power brick. And I go home, I plug it in, uh, and um, I, I went to work because I kind of work not evenings, but just later. So I had to go to the shops in the morning. So I get home at night and I press the power button, nothing. Nothing at all. I look it up, is this how it's supposed to be? I'm confused, because when I press the power button, it chirps like a little bird, like there's a little bird inside this box. And when I'm pressing the button, it's alerting it that it's supposed to start the inner machinations of the Xbox. But it is crying to me, telling me that it can't do it. I don't, and so I'm just like, I don't like spending large amounts of money at once. So, for example, engagement party I've just had, it was increments of money spent. That's fine. But, you know, buying a whole Xbox at once, it really stresses me out. And then finding out that it doesn't work. Oh. Oh. Super stress. I couldn't deal with it. I went outside. It wasn't raining and I needed the rain. So I got a hose and just pointed upwards and just lied in that, like kneeling. Why? Yeah. God Uh, So the next morning I take it back and uh, I get a new one because EB Games is pretty good like that. Uh, ex- well, I mean, I feel like this is ultimately a negative review because it d- didn't work. But that's fine. I don't blame them. Uh, so I just trade it out for another one. Get home, plug it in, turn it on. It turns on. Yes. Uh, I look at the screen and it's saying, hey, what we're going to do is we're going to update. We're going to update uh, because, you know, this is a brand new Xbox. or at least it thinks it is anyway. And I'm like, cool, you do that. And I'm going to go off to work. And I come back and... I turn it on, and it turns on, Whew. except it says, error! I look, up, <laughs> I, I look up the error online, and the Microsoft official answer is, essentially, if you're out of warranty, just throw the damn thing out, because it's stuffed. And it was always stuffed, it just was being sneaky. Uh, Something wrong with the hard drive. Like the hard drive is corrupt or something along those lines. Uh, So have they got a bad batch to get two in a row? That's what I'm thinking. They got a bad batch. And I'm the guy who has to go in and clear it out. I audited their Xbox (laughs) pre-owned selection. (laughs) Um, So I go back and I think to myself, do I go to another store? Do I say, this
1: is not good enough?
2: Uh, and then, um,
1: so your, your uh, Xbox it, one is currently not working.
2: Yeah. Well, so the second one that I got wasn't working. So I agree. But the guy says to me, because of all the struggles you can have, a, well, this isn't exactly how it went down, but for storytelling's sake, he basically went, look, but how about you trade this in? For an Xbox Slim, and it won't cost you anything else. And I'm like, hell yeah, I'll try that. I will give that a go. And I've been playing Sea of Thieves, and it's a good time. And I met a pirate called Bobo and Cletus. They were so cute. Oh, wait. So let me let
0: me get this right. So problem wrong with the first Xbox? Yeah. Do you get a refund or no? Because I Xbox?
2: I got a replacement.
0: You got a replacement. Yep. So, how did the trading come in on the second one?
2: So the second one, I came in and I said, so the second one that I had, I yeah. traded back in, and uh, well, not traded, but swapped it. W- swapped it out. Okay, and you swapped for uh, slim, yes, the slim, which is cheaper. No, it's a little bit more expensive actually.
0: But he said, "We'll, we'll, like because of the inconvenience, it won't cost you any more." Yes. So then it ended up as good customer service. Yes. Excellent. And it was a good day. Had good day all well, round. Mm. Sorry, I just was confused by that. I was like, that's bad customer service if they're making you trade broken consoles. <laughs>
2: no. because No. because And also thinking, and they're giving you a cheaper console. No, Slim is more expensive. It should be cheaper. I thought that's the point of a Slim is that it's cheaper, but it's not cheaper.
1: Now, does it do I the think, same thing that you wanted out of the original, which was... Yes. ...UHD?
2: Yes. The only the real reason that I got these guys is ultra high-definition Blu-ray player, because PlayStation doesn't do that. If the PS4 Pro did it, I would have got that instead, but... So what does it, the Prius, PS4 Pro do? Just it does regular 4K. Blu-ray. Yeah, it does 4K, but it doesn't do 4K Blu-ray.
1: <laughs> okay, so now that you've... Because I've always been curious, but I've never seen 4k myself with my own eyeballs (laughs) how is 4k uh gaming well i haven't done
2: 4k gaming per se um well because the games aren't 4k (laughs)
1: okay
2: wait so i would need an xbox one x for a 4k game so
1: it only does 4k video yeah
2: i might be able to play uh, Minecraft 4K. I don't
1: know. <laughs> um, I'd, look, I'm sure the improvements would still be still be, still be known. But ev- like the home screen is 4K, and
2: I can I watched Baby Driver just a little bit, not all of it because I didn't have the
1: time. Oh man, you gotta watch the rest of that movie. <laughs> yeah, I movie?
2: do. Uh, and I also got uh, season one of Westworld on 4K. Oh, oh my god, it looks so good. I felt like I could touch it. It was so good. Anyway, those are my trials and tribulations. The struggle of a man
0: buying a console three times.
1: At least you didn't get the Red Ring of Death or whatever the equivalent is on this version.
2: I feel like I did. I think I, think
1: I, I did. Almost, yeah. If they're like, <laughs> uh, I think it's a different bug. I think because unless you had a blue screen, like, I feel like it's just a different bug.
2: Well, should we talk about. A different struggle and a different set of bugs that we had to deal with for the past fortnight.
1: Absolutely.
0: The struggle is for humanity and the other bugs are goddamn
2: chrysalids. In XCOM Enemy Unknown
1: Iron Man Mode Challenge. Sound effects. We do our own sound effects, here. Yeah.
2: Well, you do our sound effects. If you but wanted to, you do it. them first. Because <laughs> you're the audio guy.
1: But yes, XCOM Enemy Unknown. Uh, what an interesting experience for, with the Iron Man Challenge. For those who aren't aware, the Iron Man Challenge. So X-Com Enemy, Unknown, XCOM Enemy Unknown, you have like a team that you rotate through and they take damage or they might die. Um, but... You can save your game. You can load old saves. So if someone you really want to live dies, you can bring them back. You can just go back and try the mission again, maybe re-kit yourself before you go out. Yeah. Uh, we went with Iron Man mode, which is a extra challenge in the game where there's load. no save files. You can't load That's up. it. You can't go back. Once something happens, you commit. It's this just real like life. real life. Yes. <laughs> uh, you commit and... That completely changed the experience. I feel.
0: Oh yeah, it makes everything so much more um, important. Every movement has consequence. You got to think. You got to be a tactical genius. And was everyone still in easy mode anyway? For like yes. sake of time and things. that? Yep. Like? And it's still very difficult. Yeah. And punishing if you do the wrong things.
1: There are yes, it's de- it's definitely uh it creates stories but also emotions and that's what hurt me the most.
2: <laughs> no, I like the emotions. It punishes you if you do the wrong thing, which is start the game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you install, you've already made the mistake. Yeah,
2: you've already lost. You're already in for a bad time.
1: Should we should we talk about Okay, should we talk about the game first and then go into our stories of characters and stuff? Or should we talk about stories first and flow We're into the game? talk about the game first, I guess. Okay. Um, okay, so I'll, I'll go first because I was the most uh, skeptical, I guess, because I'm not a fan of turn-based in any real capacity. Like, I barely enjoy Pokemon games. Uh, like, my favorite Pokemon game is the Pokemon trading card game. game. <laughs> <laughs> the game like, about is, the Pokemon trading trading card game. We should play that one day. I'm definitely putting that on the list, guys.
2: Technically speaking, that's still turn yeah, based, though.
1: Yeah, but it's a tact. It's a card game in, so it's a little different. But <laughs> I don't know. I, I just I like I like having complete control over my characters. You know, in real time. That's why I like Final Fantasy 15. I played the hell out of, uh, but I haven't even finished seven, and that's the one I like more. But back to XCOM. Uh, I was hesitant, I was sceptical, but I did have a good time. I enjoyed myself in this and I'll just summarise now by saying this makes me want to play more of this. Like I would, I think I would enjoy this much more if I was not playing Iron Man mode and I would enjoy it even more if it was a Mario and Rabbids game, which I am borrowing from Matt. Because <laughs> I had no intention to play Mario and Rabbids at all. I was like, okay, it's probably great for people who like those kind of tactical turn-based games. Uh, that's not for me. But now that I've played this and I was like, this is actually pretty fun, I'm keen to get into Morrow and Rabbids.
0: Oh, yeah. This is what I was trying to do. Bring the joy of tactical turn-based fun into
1: your life. Joy is there. a a, uh, a bit of a stretch word there. Uh it's it's joyous in the same way that like Dark Souls is like because it's so emotive and up and down and you you lose and then you come back and then you win it's it's enjoyable I don't know that's how that's how I feel about it
2: I tell you now it has that th- like kind of that uh, core you know when when you're playing a good game and you stop playing it you feel that core. Of it to, hey, come back. And it did have that. Uh, I And I don't think I had exactly as much fun, but it just had that addictiveness, like that very gaming, like a good game has of saying, hey, come back. And when you find yourself, you finished all, you finished work, you finished your chores for the day, and you're like, what do I want to do now? I want to get back to XCOM.
0: I feel it's got the – like, yes, it's punishing and it can be brutal and sometimes you're like, how did they hit me? I was in full cover. What is this madness? But the victories are just so sweet. Oh, yes. that that's That's why you come back. Especially when you are against the odds. Yes, if you pull off amazing – like, I think of them as like plays – like you got the team, you're running a play. You're like, okay, yeah, you're yeah. on Overwatch. You're gonna run. You're gonna flush. He's got suppression on, and it all when it all works together like an orchestra, and you're against the odds. It's just it's so good. It's, it's that so much pure. better.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'll put, I'll pick up some like overall like overall game experience. It's fairly good. There's a few like okay, let's talk about in combat. In combat on missions, fairly good. Only a couple of things bugged me. For example, trying to pick the right square. Like if like I want to move on like the other side of a rock from my view, you can't change. So once you've clicked someone you want to move them, you can't press Q and E to rotate around. You have to unclick, press Q, then reclick them, move them. So if but I didn't want to do that, it's too much effort. So I was just trying to like mouse into the right square, but sometimes it would click the wrong spot, and I would just like move onto the wrong side of the rock. If you guys can understand what I'm saying. yes. Um, So some of the, like, the clicking was a little finicky and it caused me to, like, go out into the wrong position or, like, do the wrong thing, like, fire at the wrong thing. Yes. So, I mean, that's the real only gripe in in combat I had. Um, Did you guys have any problems? Like, how do you feel the game in the missions plays out?
2: um well i accidentally played some enemy within which is the dlc um and the missions in enemy within are ridiculous they're crazy there is you need is isn't a set i'll get get into this i'll hmm i i'll get into this later <laughs> michael you say your things <laughs> <laughs> I would like to hear about
0: enemy within in a bit. Uh, how do I feel about the combat, like, in the, in the moment? When you're out in the field? I think it works pretty well. There aren't many things I have a problem with. I have a problem with some alien types that I think are a little bit overpowered. Um, and... Height, the camera in terms of height can be a little bit janky at times. Like when you want to go up or down a floor, which is, I think, F or Uh, C normally. So I had problems of um, I'd have people just kind of running to a point of no cover because I'm actually, I've accidentally selected
1: the wrong level. Yeah.
0: I'm like, go up there. And then they just run and it's like, oh, no.
1: no. There was a couple of times actually where I'm fairly sure the game cheated me out of of my dash. Like I thought, I moved within the blue, the blue range, and then I was like, "All right, I'll now, I now that I'm here, I can see what's here. I want to make my next decision." But it's like, "No, you already dashed. No, I didn't. It was in the blue. I swear." Uh, but that could just be me being uh, absent-minded. Not dashing, but going back to
2: levels. Right? You try to th- shoot a rocket or throw a grenade on another level. Well, I haven't done a grenade, but th- shoot a rocket on another level, even though you can plainly see the enemy. The game's like, ah, uh, no, rockets must stay level. I guess, yeah.
0: So, overall, combat and controls quite good, aside from like anomalies. So, I guess then moving yeah. on to, I guess, aspects of the game, such as alien types and soldier types.
1: Well, they're all like, they're varied enough. Because for the longest time, it was just the sectoids and the thin men, and I was like, "Okay, is this it?" And then eventually, I pulled out uh, the chrysalids and the floaters and so on, and I, it got more interesting. Um, but in terms of the uh, the fighter types, whatever the, the, the soldier types, there's like a good spread, and they all have like good abilities. Like, I liked what they did: suppression and. Being able to run and gun was very helpful. Um, And the sniper stuff as well. Like, it was well thought out. Like, that's the thing. I feel like the the combat is well, fairly well thought out. My
2: problem is, sniper is potentially in a lot of missions useless. Unless you're outside. When they're outside, oh my God, it's amazing. They can pick, like, you put them up on a hill, they'll pick everything out. But on a lot of missions, um, they just, you know, have their pistol. They try to get kills, but then they don't, which means they don't rank up. And then they kind of get left behind, I found. Really? Because I found uh, snipers
0: like super important.
1: Yeah, I never had any problems. I, like, I always, they were always hidden for me. I barely switched to pistol for them and they were always just sniping from a distance like through three windows across two rooms their most
0: valuable I guess like abilities the snipers are there's one ability that they can use squad members sight and then they can shoot from impossible distances Um, and then the other one is where they can move and still use overwatch if you don't have that they're pretty stationary and pretty useless I found I because I was trying trialing on on multiple soldiers sort of opposite abilities oh, yeah. and yeah there's one I think you get like a big bonus to damage or something as a sniper if you go one way but the other way is more valuable in terms of their mobility because they'll still get to use their sniper rifle on the second turn on their move otherwise it's like oh got to swap to pistol see
2: maybe I should have got that one. Yeah,
0: it's all about kind of their build.
2: See, that one, the aim went down or something like that, and I hate aim going down. I can't stand it. I like, see, you can swap out aim for that. No, then I'll do the other one, please. Thank you.
1: Because that was me with crit chance. I was just like, everything with crit chance, take it. I want the the hit the most, the hardest, as much as possible.
2: See, but how you can't crit if you don't hit. Sunglass.
1: i mean that's a fair point but when you do hit
2: see you adrian is lucky he is i don't know what it was so you know how with (laughs) a sniper the closer the alien i may need to test this but sniper the closer the alien the harder the shot uh it's like the opposite with the shotgun um and then you were base to base with an alien and you had a sniper and he'd only had like one health left (laughs) <laughs> and you were just doing it and I was like trying to say, this was on the stream, and I was trying to say, no, no, swap to pistol before you, and then he hits and I think, no, that soldier is dead. Uh, and then, nah, you managed to pull like a 10% chance to hit and I'm pretty sure you did actually get the crit as well. So, there you go. What what am I to yeah. say in the face of the luckiest
1: I I'm pretty sure the image on screen as well was just the barrel in the mouth of the (laughs) alien. At that point, yeah. I mean, you just you in general take you just could not accept my way of playing the game, and I think that's just shows goes to show how versatile and uh, how good the makers have created the variety, even though there's only like four like classes was there assault, support, um, sniper, something else. I, don't know.
2: I play the desired way. Uh no, it, I don't know. You dash into a room and then there's aliens there. And you Oh but, oh well, guess this guy's gonna it's crazy. I can't deal with that. I have to move the one space and well not one, but move to the space and then Overwatch. Move to the space, Overwatch. But you were just dashing. I couldn't handle
1: it. Yeah, I couldn't Well, ha- you got to cover the distance. I couldn't do like, it. Like, this course. is the start of a mission when we're like, oh, the UFO is like 30 squares away. I'm like, okay, I'll dash to that behind that thing. And Matt's like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's just, you got to cover the distance before they, you know, get it on them. Got to get the drive.
0: Dashing can be very punishing, though. Um, yeah. But if, you if dash- you're in harder difficult le- difficulty levels, dashing can be just. The worst thing you can do if you don't know where the aliens are. If you know where they are, dashing can be handy because you know where to dash to cover and things like that. But you could actually dash and put yourself yeah in a flanked position. Of course,
1: I never dashed when I didn't know what was happening. Like okay, and I always dashed to cover. I never dashed into the open or anything. Uh, but that does remind me of one thing I had a problem with the gameplay, but it just forgot. I just forgot it. So. We'll move on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently, because I'm currently playing at the moment because I want to find out some stats back at the base. And I've been doing this UFO mission for ages. I have all six soldiers surrounding one of like the um, the higher level sectoids that can like control people oh, yeah. with the psionics. And I've been completely surrounding him. He doesn't move. The AI doesn't know what to do with him because he's flanked. He's in a corner. and We're all about one square away. And no one can hit him. They just constantly miss, and Matt's son gets the kill.
2: My son, what? <laughs> His yes. Child. Yeah, actually, Which leads us to the next. Part. I had a son in my playthrough as well.
0: <laughs> who who
2: survived? Uh, I'll just start with you guys survived um, in my enemy unknown playthrough. I died. Uh, which was such a bullshit death that I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to – because I was running Enemy Within and Enemy Unknown um, at the time, one on my phone, one on the laptop, and I died. And it was such a bullcrap death like because I was next to you, Michael, and Abby, both of whom were snipers, uh, and – you guys are picking things off and we're on this, uh, what do you call it? Shipping crate. And then I got shot by the like, most ridiculous thing. Uh, and then I died and I was mm, not a happy boy. Mm.
1: Uh, I don't know if you watched the stream at all, Michael, but uh, I was the first to die and I was okay with that. Like it was my first death at all, like losing anybody. And it was me, my character. But I was like, okay, that's fine. I don't mind if I die. That's fine. I just want anyone else to die. I'd feel bad if any of you died. Uh, And then I had some bad experiences. (laughs) I don't know how. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This game got very emotional for me. Okay, so uh, it was all going fine, right? This is how it starts. It always starts like this. I was doing well, and it, because it was my first time, and it was it was fairly easy. I was like, okay, maybe this isn't as hard as I thought it was. So I probably was overextending just a little bit. Um, but it was a mission where the map was kind of in two parts. But I didn't. It didn't look like it from the start. So I finished the first mission. It was like three sect sectoids, a couple of the um, flirty robot things. And I killed them, but the map didn't complete. I was like, okay, there must be more. And then I f- found a ladder. I climbed, climbed it up, started like a... So the party was kind of spread from the other mission, but I started climbing. And then I like peeked over this building and there was like three or four of the uh, the big boys. What are they called? I don't know. The super sectoids? The green ones. They're not... That just have ridiculous... <laughs> the ones that have the ridiculous amount of health. Uh, uh, and then like a couple of other things. And it, Yes. Big Possibly, green, uh yes. intimidation boys, yeah, and it all went downhill from there. Uh, I lost this is the saddest part for me. I lost my best person, I was devastated. I lost, so this person had 22 kills up until this point, like my star by far. It was beefcake, <laughs> uh, and Their name had been Cash and they were like Shotgunner uh, who just like smashed everybody like ridiculously good crit chance and stuff. And they died. And I just noped out. I think someone else died as well. And someone else panicked and then shot a teammate because there was no enemies around. Like I made it out somehow. I think I like used up every ability like rocket launchers, grenades, everything I could. But I lost Beefcake. I lost someone else. I think you fainted, a young Michael. And you were a sniper, but you got out. Um, the the thing that added the icing, I was very devastated after this. I couldn't come back to the game until we streamed the next time. But the little icing on the cake that made me extra emotional was I was watching Black Mirror at the same time. <laughs> and it was a very sad episode. Aww. And I was just depressed <laughs> and uh, <laughs> distraught after the end. I was like, oh, life, life isn't worth living. Um, but I came, I came back to it for the stream because we had to, of course. And... Uh, basically, it happened again. It Happened again. Another. This time, it was a full wipe. I lost Young Michael. I lost Matthew Backhat. <laughs> I lost um, Lopez, who was from the first mission, like the the one that you start with that survives. Oh, really? I lost a couple of other people that had like made their way up. Frisky Von Hampton was one, I believe. Who was
2: named by streamers, uh, the audience yeah. in the stream. You know who you did get. You see, you're not. You're looking at the bad. Because I remember that mission, but you lost all those people, but you got Rambo from that.
1: No, 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 no. This is before that. This is the one where uh, the only one to survive was uh, Melissa something.
2: Oh, yeah. And then she died in the next mission.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that happened, right? Everyone wiped. At this point, like there was only like one person left from the original cast, let's say. Um, And then I went on the next mission. With basically fresh recruits, and it was not looking good. The so the the disc thing had shown up on the on the mission before, and that's what wiped me. God damn, it's a tank. It has so much health, and it just deals ridiculous what damage. What is
2: that disc thing? I hate that disc thing.
1: Oh, anyway, it showed up on the next one as well. Like, and this mission was insane because I was like, I've definitely this is game over. There's no way. Like, I'm I literally only had enough recruits for this. I'm like, this is it. There's no more. There's nothing left. This is the end. Uh, cause it was like, at first it was like two of the green, the green big boys, and then like a couple of sectoids and killed them, but then it was like still alien activity. I'm like, oh. And then the disc shows up with its two like drones. And then I think there's like one green boy hides out who was hiding out somewhere, came out of the out of the out of the fold. And at this point, I had one guy left. It was just one guy. I called I wanted to rename him Rambo because he had one HP, like he was a recruit, like a squatty, like the lowest level. And he, somehow he pulled through. I chased the mech boy as he was retreating, killed him without taking any damage. I was like, okay, cool. Saw so the like the disc thing where it like sends out a sensor and finds you. Or like a radar thing. So I could see where it was. And I was like, okay, got to go in. And again, somehow I killed it. And I was like, oh my God, it's over. No, there was still more. I was like, oh, I can't. It's it's not going to happen. And then (laughs) it was one of those little like crystals that turns into one. Into like an alien. I I don't know what they're called. But they're like made of energy or something.
0: The outsiders, yes.
1: Yeah. And just pure luck, pure chance. Pure adrenaline. <laughs> <laughs> he made it through. He killed everything. And he was like the only one left. He was my last squaddy, Like my person I had to refra- get new barracks in. But basically, I went and at this point, I like was like, okay, re- like upgraded all the armor, all the weapons, gave everyone new laser weaponry. And basically, it's like a sequel. Like it's no one who has started in my team is left. Everyone is dead. And it's all fresh people. With like this guy, this Rambo guy at the lead,
2: the new Avengers, and I
1: feel like, yeah, I feel like it's the Avengers too. It's the new team, and they're all kitted out. I'm like, I was, I'm, re- I'm reinvigorated. It like, I got so sad and annoyed and and angry at myself. This is the this is the problem. I was gonna be angry at myself. That's why I don't like. <laughs> uh, I got so angry, uh, and then because I had to play it on stream. I like I managed to grind out and get back up to a, a good point with a good team. So it's got it's got uh it's got troughs, it's got peaks, it's got emotion. It's got everything you need from an enjoyable game.
0: Oh, what a what a
1: story. What a what a day in the field. It was it was insane. It's just yeah, I know. I I'd kind of given up and it brought it back. It was insane. It was quite it was, Quite the story. Well Demon Grave. Operation Demon Grave. One, two, three, four, five people oh. died. And it was in a graveyard as well. I think yeah, only one person survived. Good stuff.
0: Let me tell you about Operation Driving Thorn. Oh. It uh it was the darkness. It was the night. first and actually in this play through through for some reason, the only um hostage mission. That I have had in this playthrough. It was the first one. I think they call them like terror, like terror missions, because they're just targeting civilians, and you got to get in there, and you got to save as many as you can, and then you've got to kill the remaining um, aliens. And it was—it started going south. Okay, <laughs> it started going a bit south because it's where they introduced the chrysalids and i hate them so much oh, because they God. have ridiculous movement and then they hit like a truck and they, at that time as well they are quite tough because you don't have the weaponry to sort of match them so you need a f- quite a f- like a few shots to get them down and so i th- it started going badly i had a i had a recruit have a look yeah i had a, a corporal Gary Weaver die <laughs> I was like Gary no <laughs> and I was like okay everybody else save all the hostages that's going to be the first step and we saved them all and then I was like okay now we're going to just hunker down and get to work and we lost Matt Lieutenant no. Matt Skinner Callus who no. had been on eight missions at that point which I guess was You'd been in basically everything. I think I you were renamed like person from like the second mission. And you were gone. No. You were a support. You were very good support as well. You were excellent medic. So you didn't rack up a lot of kills, but you were very handy and you could move very fast and you were dead. And I was devastated. And then Lieutenant Adrian Roadblock Vinci. <laughs> <laughs>
1: roadblock. Actually,
0: you were the last person. I had a Sergeant Mikhail Shotzi Makalov. Shotzi was going to be turned into me because I hadn't named him yet Um, because his name was Mikhail. I was like, that's close enough. He died. He had 15 kills across like six missions, so he was a big, big numbers man. He played the game and he got hurt for it. He was down. And then you, Adrian, were the last person. By chance, Abby had been injured in the previous mission and was not at Operation Driving Thorn aka the Battle of Egypt or why I hate chrysalids. <laughs> she wasn't on the mission and you were the lo- Literally, We Literally, I was down to one person and I didn't know what to do. Apparently, you can make it back to the, where the Sky Rangers take yeah, you. Yeah, and you can and abort if you're, mission. And you can abort from there. But I couldn't find where the drop zone was. And you were just... Huddled in a corner, doing everything you could. After seven missions, ten kills, Lieutenant Roadblock Adrian Vincey,
1: no, my heavy, no, died. Say it ain't so. Say it ain't so.
0: And from there, you each had children. Uh, Adrian, your I son even died. <laughs> he was better than you, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, okay, yeah, no, nah, that makes sense. And the game named him Hulk, which was also quite apt. He, he made it to captain. He, he made his father proud and he dry, died at Morbid Shroud where finally my girlfriend Abby, who was my best sniper, she made it to major, 24 kills, 13 missions, died at Operation Morbid Shroud. That was when you have to infiltrate the really long um, UFO or like the base that's under the ground or something. And you find, like, that they're researching on it, or humans and, like, experimenting on them.
2: So is that... Okay. Uh, I did that mission as well. And uh, that was also I did. No a bad mentions. day. But, yes,
0: when it's bad, you lose a lot of people. I don't have many here that died, like, alone. It's always going to be, like, two or more.
2: Yeah, that's... Yeah. Honestly, that is my... One of my biggest complaints, I've got a lot of rage (laughs) because (laughs) it it doesn't, this game doesn't let you back on your feet. Like it snowballs really badly and it doesn't allow mistakes, which is good on like a one hand. It's like, ah, I've made a mistake. I should learn from it. Well, you can't because like unless you have a lot of people. Like once you have a mission that takes out your best, then you never truly I find you never truly get back on your feet because you always end up losing yeah. like three people on mission after that initial bad one because you're always losing the rookies.
0: Which is why the uh, the school, the training school is so important, so they at least come in as a squatty.
2: Is it they come in as Scotty or uh,
0: They come in like higher than rookie if you give them yeah. the um the skill. I was also running with yeah. uh because there's like little sort of challenge tick boxes, so like Iron Man and things like that. I like using one called um it's like not all the same.
2: Yeah, or not all equal, I think.
0: Not all equal, yeah. So my members have varied
2: stats. Yeah, that's which, um, that's a cool um, little feature. I played with that. More on that in a second. Um, do you want to hear my story? Yes. Uh, let's, let's start off nicely. So I did have the Iron Man mode where we played all us. Um, and that was good. And I could actually probably go back in that and play it, and it would be nice. Um, and then I also, so when I started up on my phone, on Enemy Within, I needed a theme. Right? And I was talking to the aforementioned the beefcake and Abby. And I was talking to them and I was like, what should I do? And so I decided to make a theme of flowers. Um but then kind of you know how <laughs> you know how flowers. Dragon Ball Z their yeah. names are vegetables. Okay. Oh, so okay. these guys were flowers. So like, for example, in Dragon Ball Z. There's Kakarot, which is supposed to be carrot, right? Whereas in my universe, and I've literally made an A to Z, and A to T has four options, whereas U to Z only have uh, one each, where I've taken a flower and mixed up the name. So my Kakarot is to tulip a tulip Yes. Oh, to tulip <laughs> And... Um let's see like I'm I'm trying to think of what ones would be good so I've got like a I've got thistle as in thistle but the th has been taken away um I've got starting with the letter r is Rhoda and then starting with the letter d is dendron um so are they are team like the ice climbers like they every mission together uh no so like the idea was when I'm given a soldier I take the first letter of their surname, and then give them whatever's uh, available. Uh, Right. But the best examples, I'm trying to find it, like, was Sampy? (laughs) That sounds like such a Dragon Ball character. (laughs) Sampy! Uh, And that's Pansy. Uh, So there's... I've got... I went deep into this lore that I I made up. (laughs) there's a lot... (laughs) The floor. Um, And that was going well, all right? Until, all right, let's talk about etymology and my two brief stints with Enemy Within. Now, this could be the iOS version because I don't have Enemy Within on the laptop, but on Enemy Within on my phone, okay, let's take a look at the difficulties of these games, right? First of all, you've got Easy, appropriate for players new to tactical games or XCOM in general. All right. Normal for players familiar with tactical games. Challenging, but fair. Fair is such an inappropriate word for, for this, for XCOM Enemy Within on iOS. The level of bullshittery is, is off the charts because you get a bonus <laughs> objective every mission, which involves dashing to a point in, with a timer. You only have so many turns, leaving you vulnerable uh, and I hardly broke Squatty rank on Enemy Within. Because if you start Enemy Within and you don't know Enemy Unknown, well, too God damn bad. you're too goddamn bad. You're not good at resource management? Too bad. Because I couldn't afford any guns, armor, or new facilities to make them. Easy is not appropriate for new players, to new, new to tactical games. Like, I'm not good with tactical games, but I'm not new to them. But this spun me around and sat me on the ass so hard that I rated it one star on the app store. Oh. <laughs> it, so it wow. had a mission. It had two missions that if you fail, it's straight up game over. But one of them, you can't plan for it, right? So you're too. if you're too poor to earn a laser gun for every soldier like me, too bad. Because if they're not all decked out, when the mission forces itself onto you, and it doesn't tell you, it just does it... Uh, It takes your top soldiers, and you can't change their loadout, which seems fine at first because when you inevitably fail it, you get to restart the mission, which is the equivalent of banging your head against a wall when you go up against, not exaggerating, you go against 10 mutons, 5 flying disks, a dozen of chrysalids. Uh, Thankfully, that save got corrupted, probably due to divine intervention and the fact... (laughs) And the fact that I had to start save scumming through it uh, because it was at a point where it's like, if they don't get this shot, then they're just going to die and I'm going to have to replay the mission. But there are examples and even in Enemy Unknown where fair is the incorrect word. And I, I have an example for you that, like, you cannot tell me that this is fair at all. And there's nothing that you could say to convince me that it's fair. <laughs> when you see an enemy for the first time, they get a free move. What? A, what?
1: That's yeah. That means that, that that's what I. That was means they get up. three
2: moves potentially. They move. So you see a chrysalid, and that's your last turn, right? Which is a bit of bad luck, sure, but they get to react to you seeing them. They get to move to you. They get to cut you in half, and that's that's the most bullshit thing I've seen. And so my other playthrough. The one before the mission that literally forces itself onto you, which is bad. Uh, it was my first playthrough in which I didn't even figure out how to capture an alien because the game kind of implies to me that it's a mission, that it's like, okay, on this mission you capture the alien, but I didn't, like, get that. Like, I didn't understand that I had to take my art yeah. Uh So, cool, just as I figured it out, some random exult jerks, which I'm not sure if they're in the base game or not. They're basically people who side with the aliens and they start making all of the countries drop XCOM like a hot potato and I got a game over for seemingly no reason. Here's my thing. I'm all for difficult games like Dark Souls or Crash Bandicoot and they only have one mode. But if you have the audacity to have a game mode that says easy and say that it's appropriate for new players, it make it easy. I like. I don't care if you pull a Wolfenstein and mock me for it, calling me a baby and shaming my daddy kink. That's
1: <laughs> XCOM enemy unknown on my laptop. Yeah. Really <laughs> uh, but a little, little less so on the. Well, on the phone. I think
2: it's within. I think enemy within. It doesn't. It should have an option where it's like, I'm not good with enemy within. You. I don't understand. But I don't, I feel. Especially because I was playing, like, cause the, the difficulty curve just goes so quick. It's, like, and I feel to be successful, you must build your base here and research things in this specific order. Uh, so, and it feels a lot less, like, as I played it for, like, as I started to play it four or five times, uh, it's, like, less dynamic than it kind of makes out. And it's less of a game where you kind of think tactically and more of a memorised order of things to do and when to do them. And also, I feel like you should be able to get a country back up. Like, I reckon if you lose a country and then you get an A in your next report, the country's like, oh, please let us back in. Those are my emotions. Thank you.
0: Yeah, because you get punished. if So if you lose a country and there's no mm. way to get them back, your funding will be down.
2: And so it just snowballs, and you just... So I feel like if you're ever in a... Th- if you are going to play XCOM, and you're like, nah, I like a challenge, I kind of recommend if you get wiped out or if you, like, lose too many countries, just start a new game. There's no point. It's going to get too hard. It's going to get you. Uh, but you know what I did do? Because the resource building is what was kind of getting me. So... Enter the return of Hacks the King, baby.
1: Dun, dun,
2: dun. I, on my laptop, edited the .ini files of the game. Whoa. And I did try to hack the combat, but it didn't work. So don't feel too, I oh, super hacking. I couldn't change the combat. But what I could change was the fact that now satellites take one day to make and cost $10
1: oh satellite yeah okay so my I think this is a good segue into saying my main gripe with the game was the resource management stuff and and the not combat because I don't know if it's not explained well enough to you but like I just missed out and didn't think about so many things um and I think that's what hurt me a lot in like progress like in not progressing at the same rate as the aliens um Things like, yeah, satellites. I was like, okay. Oh, some of this, one of the, I think it's Egypt or UK or something was like, oh, they're uh, starting to get pretty panicky. Let's build a satellite. Ah, to build a satellite, you need to uh, build a satellite uplink, of course. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Let me go build that. Ah, uh, before you do that, you actually got to excavate the space. Uh, Can you please do that first? Okay, fine. Excavate the space. That takes like. A few days, then you're going to build the uplink. That takes days. Which you, you need you need your five happening.
2: engineers as well.
1: Yeah, I got to have enough engineers. And that means I got to do missions for engineers, which means I might have to skip out on other panicking places. And I get the whole idea is the opportunity cost and choosing certain, making certain decisions. But um, I felt like just the panic was going up way too fast. Even though I was like, I think I went to Australia like four times, got my boys, <laughs> I got my boys, but it was still like level three panic. And I was like, this is how I've helped you nonstop. Um we'll see. It's just a little too and I feel like some things are a little unclear. Yeah, um, like
2: story mission was a bit unclear. Yeah,
1: I didn't do any. And not because I didn't know. I knew what I had to do. I just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> like I'd just be out there killing things. And then, because especially at the point in which I was like, oh, yeah, I've got to do story. I was getting wrecked. So I was like, oh, I'm not, I can't even think about capturing them. I need to get out alive first. Uh, well, my guy with the arc thrower is dead. So yeah. let's just. <laughs> Can I pick it up? Nope. Oh, Okay, then.
2: Uh, Yeah. It was a bit. Hmm.
1: Uh, I, yeah, like the resource management wasn't as fun for me, but the combat and the actual in-game missions were pretty good. So it wasn't so it wasn't the small turn
2: base part. It was the bigger turns. The overall the big turns every mission the turn. Ah. Like I like the idea um and I I do think I think I can say I rate this game highly, but also at the same time I'm not going to get XCOM 2 because I've heard it's actually harder and if Unless XCOM 3 comes out with an actual easy mode. I'm thinking, hear me out here. I'm thinking it's like so easy. It's like cheats. It's like what I've done where a satellite takes only a day, right? Uh, But then the game goes, all right, um, you you seem like you've got it. So everything's going to be set to normal now. Okay, like an adaptive. Yeah
1: that that'd be best i think because i have kind of
2: noticed i i am uh in my game uh where i have hacked it literally uh yeah i'm oh it's a chrysalid it's dead now (laughs) that's just my payback that's just my payback for all the turmoil this game has given me sometimes you just need to win, whatever way that happens (laughs) See, cuz to me, this is, people think well how are you winning? Like really, cuz you've you've cheated the game. Yes, I may not be winning against the game per se. But do you know who I'm winning against right now? The game devs. That's right. I beat you. <laughs> I took your code. <laughs> I made it mine.
1: Uh but overall, what do we what do we think of this game for a busy gamer?
0: Well, I was going to actually ask you. I was like, because I haven't played it on uh, mobile. i played it on PC. And when I get into playing it, I sort of get in a bit trance-like trance and want to keep playing. Yeah. So I kind of was going, oh, if I don't have the time right now, I don't really want to get into it because I'll know that I want time to do a mission, put the base together, you know, hope no one dies. (laughs) and almost when people die i was if it wasn't really bad it would be almost like all right time time for revenge like another mission let's try and turn it around so in that way i think it's like it's not a grind no uh, unless it was for you adrian because you weren't doing story missions and then uh, it might have been a bit unbalanced because I think they ignore the fact that you're not progressing and the aliens will progress anyway mm. So in that regard, not a grind, but still uh not necessarily the best game for a very busy person, unless Matt the phone opens up another possibility.
2: Yeah, I think I actually do think that it does have merits for a busy gamer. Because, and I think even the PC version does this, if you're mid-mission and you quit, like you can save and quit and come back in it. And to me, that's good. Because I feel like, uh, for me as a busy gamer, it's not necessarily that I'm always busy all the time. It's more, I could be interrupted at any point in my day. And so so the fact that I can close it and be like, all right, we'll, we'll come back to this. Like, that's brilliant to me. Um, I just am wary for people to, you know, have the same dilemma I had, which is because you kind of want to put more time in it so that you can get better at it. But I'm like, I don't have this time to put into it. Stop playing this. I want to play. I want to do other things.
1: I would say it is a good game for a busy gamer because it's like. I feel like it's something you can think about, like while you're at work, and then come home and be like, "All right, yeah. I wanted to make a satellite, make an uplink, uh, and I can go on a few missions." Like you can, if you only have half an hour, you can do a mission. If you've got, you know, if you've got two hours, finally, at, you know, on a Friday night, you can smash out a bunch. Um, I would not recommend Iron Man mode, only if you're experienced <laughs> or you have absolutely Ooh, no emotions.
2: That's what I was going to say, actually. I forgot to say this. Sorry um, to say this right at the end. So Iron Man mode. I feel like doesn't change much. Like, the only difference is, is when you absolutely fail a mission, right? Because it depends on what your levels are because you could always go back and load uh, if you, keep, like, have one guy die. But to me, I think I had a guy die, but I was doing pretty well on the mission and I'm like, look, this is a fair enough trade-off. So I feel like only... Because guys still die. I thought I I thought the difference between Iron Man mode and regular mode was that um, that I, I thought it was like Pokemon. I thought they didn't die. I thought they just fainted. <laughs> in in or like they'll be MIA for yeah. ages. Yeah, but like um, but then when I'm playing, uh, I was playing regular mode on my hacked game because I thought what's the point? Uh it was ah oh, he still died. Alright, cool. No doubt. Interesting.
0: I just wanted you to feel that sense of not going back. I think it changes it into almost like a almost a bit of a roguelike. Yeah. Like you said, if it ever gets out of hand and you're in Iron Man mode, just start again. Yeah. Treat it sort of like a roguelike. But you can invest a lot of time and then it really yeah. hurts.
1: Yeah, I I wouldn't want to give up, you know, all the things I've done. Like it's cause that'd be like erasing those beautiful stories, you know, the battle at Egypt and the uh the demon's grave, like those would become nothing. They'd have no meaning. <laughs> you know, we these are the moments we create playing a you game. You only get like one life. Exactly. Don't be like don't be trying to game hacking the system, hacking the IRL. Um, <laughs> but that that's that's it for XCOM. Uh yeah, quite good. I like I said at the start, it uh makes me want to play because 'cause I'm a little I'm a little I'm a little bitch and uh I can't handle this serious game. I need a I need a light hearted Mario. What are game. you
2: talking about? Rabbids you is can, very good. If you fuck up Mario dies.
1: What? You, Zion, kill Ma- you kill <laughs> Mario Oh, oh and no. then I am I Mario mode. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh,
1: but that's not what we're playing. We're not playing Rabbids and Mario for the next fortnight. If you're on our Facebook page, I think the post went yes, up showing sure the did. next games for the next three weeks, four, four the weeks. Next three cycles. Four weeks. Uh next up, Assassin's Creed one, as picked by me. Cool.
2: How excited are you guys? I'm pretty Ooh. excited. Uh I reckon my estimate is, is like oh, this was nice. It's dated, but it's nice. That's my estimate.
0: I have very fond memories of Assassin's Creed 1 playing with yes. Matt uh when we were probably what like 15 or something maybe even younger
2: um I think
0: and I think I'm going to I'm going to say this now because I still think that the original one got what the games were supposed to be about and I think as the games went on they forgot the fact that it's a game about assassinating people. And so I'm looking forward to seeing if my memory of it is true that this one is the is the most focused... Most pure. And, and pure in actually doing assassinating and acting like an assassin.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's why I've picked it up because I've played a bit of um, stuff like Origins lately and I have played... I mean, not the super recent ones, not Syndicate, not uh, Unity, but I've played like all the, I've played up to three well, like deeply. Uh, yeah. So, and I've always wanted to go back to one to play as, um, I forgot his name. I usually know it. Altair. Altair. To play as Altair again because I, I have, I have, I don't know if I have fond memories. I definitely have memories of the game. I mean, it was good. I remember having a good time. I want to see if that holds up, and I want to see uh, how it compares. Yeah, how how they compares and how they what. They like how they because we all know how the overarching story ends now, stuff like that. I want to see how it started and kind of compare it because it has been 11 years, it came out in 2007.
2: Yeah, that means, uh, wow, how many do we have? That means Michael and I were talking about this game like all through high school. Dang,
1: yeah, so I'm keen to see it. Is actually, I mean, by the time this episode goes up, it'll be too late, but it is. $4.50 on Steam right now for an Ubisoft sale. So I didn't actually have it. I remember playing it on my brother's computer. Uh, Not as legitimately as I have it now, Uh, but (laughs) I got it in the end and that's what matters.
0: One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Are there eight Assassin's Creed games?
1: Uh, Main main line, I think so. Brotherhood Revelations, three, Unity Syndicate. Uh, There's Rogue, yes, Rogue, and then Origins.
0: Did you say Black Flag?
1: No, I, I skipped Black Flag. Yeah, so that's that's the last one I've like played majority of, and uh, I know you guys, uh, you you're a big fan of it, Michael, but I wasn't, and I wasn't. Anyway, yeah, we can talk well, about. I all just of like that pirates. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> it. We'll talk about it more next week. We'll talk about too how ready. much you love pirates next week. No, that's not true at all. We'll talk about Assassin's Creed One, and you can join us as well. Simply, you know, like us on Facebook. We've got a Facebook page. We'll probably, I don't know if we'll play it on stream. Um, we're changing up what we do on stream, but if there's a bit of downtime, maybe we will. Um, yeah, so if you've if you've enjoyed the time here, give us a like on uh, on Facebook. Give us a review on uh, iTunes or whatever podcast app you that, use. That means and a uh, lot
2: to us if you could do that.
1: It does. And what he means even more is check out our new podcast <gasps> that we've just released, uh, Wrong Place, Right Time.
2: It's where we review the unreviewable.
1: Yeah, it's a good time. Um, if, you, I mean, if you're not a, I mean, if you listening to this, you're probably a fan of games. But if you're not and you haven't made it to the end, congratulations. Here's a podcast for you where we talk about anything. You don't really need any prior knowledge. It's just us talking, shooting the stuff. <laughs> you know what it is. And, uh, this is the
2: podcast for you, for your mother. Give this to your mother.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but that's it for now. We'll see you two weeks from now. If we've played Assassin's Creed One, hopefully to the end. That's my that's my goal. Uh, but until then, I've been Adrian. I've been Michael. And I've been Matt. We'll see you out on the field.
2: Ah. Computer has gone to sleep. <laughs> I killed my nephew, I forgot to say. (laughs) You made Nathaniel? Yeah, I made Nathaniel. (laughs) (laughs)